binoculars and what do I see? Jersey Devil, Chupacabra, half a dozen Yeti. But no matter, baby, what I do, I can't seem to find you. Hello, welcome to Featured Creatures. I'm Alan. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. We're coming real close up to our one year anniversary episode. I can't believe it's been that long. I know, right? Spooky. So many things found. So many friendships made. So many bodies buried. By yeah, well, rivalries started. Oh yeah, we have a feud. We have the atmospheric beef, and yeah. probably a bunch of others. I'm just not addressing. Yeah, let, let's get more beefs. Uh, I did. We don't have any like actual reviews, like written out ones. We have two on iTunes. Wow. But some person did give us one star, Ooh, <laughs> but wow. without writing a review. So Coward. their opinion means nothing. Ouch. I challenge you to the marketplace of ideas, whatever people call that horrible, horrible thing. No, we need more five star reviews so we can be seen. One star. But we need them actually like written. That's true. Because for some reason, people take reviews here. And te- so. Technically, that contest still hasn't ended. That's true. <laughs> Hmm. Just get people to send out prizes. <laughs> Rather get somebody to win, send out prizes. Yeah. Well, today we have a tipsy tree feller tale. Oh, I like these. <laughs> Nothing's gonna beat the last one. That's what you said about the last one before that. Well, I'm I'm drunk. Because it was old spider legs for like was the last the one before last. No, the one before last was a. Uh, was the Dung Gavin Hooter. And then what was yeah. after that? Because I'm pretty sure uh, that was the last it one. It was not the last that one. one. Was was oh, no, old spider really? legs. No, the Dung Gavin Hooter wasn't the last one. Oh man. Because I, I remember editing an oh, episode. Oh, was it the, the long the long stick? That doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, the last one I remember was an alligator that jumped on people. That was that was they, second. That was the one before the last one. Well, I'm gonna have to go back. See, now you've you've done it. You finally created a situation where I have to actually listen to the product. Oh, we but we we've finally done it. Many podcasters like don't remember anything they say in their episodes. Well, I remember that there's that that stupid like long stick, like a nine foot tall stick that walks like a horse. And the guy's like, "Oh, here's my drawing." And it's like a long stick figure. That was the last <laughs> one. <laughs> Really? That's the best representation I've seen. Yeah. But the best creature is Dungavin Hooter. Yeah. Uh, today, though, we have the Agro Pelter. <laughs> All right. It's got a Latin name. Hold on. Let me wrap my mind around wow. this. Anthrocephalus craniofractens. <laughs> wow. Okay, so someone saw this trash and then how to how to make it sound more legit when they got back home it inhabits the conifer woods of maine and maine to oregon okay so wow so all of north the whole top half of just the the top layer of the united states and from, various halls of academia in the latin section exactly apparently from this vantage point the creature would uh, would await an unwary person and hurl wooden splinters and branches at the intruder <laughs> Some have described the creature as being so quick that it has never been seen. I'm looking at a drawing of it right now. Point it towards me. Point it in my direction. You can't see shit from this far I, away. Yep, nope, I can't. Just look it up on your own Even phone. with my glasses. 
Agro Pelter. All one word. Okay, because I was definitely going to do two. One reference describes the creature as having a slender, wiry body, the villainous face of an ape, <laughs> and arms like muscular whiplashes. The villainous face of With an which ape. it can snap off dead branches and hurl them through the air like shells from a six-inch gun. That's an old-timey uh, description there. Yeah. Well, it's for drunk fucking lumberjacks. Oh, this it has the best the best food sources. What does it eat? The agro pelter subsists on woodpeckers, hoot owls, high holes, and rotten wood. All oh, right. So before, before so the natural started, enemy of all lumberjacks, since they're lumberjacks, just like bipedal woodpeckers, right? Yeah. Without wings. Before we started this podcast, I had made a remark that a lot of cryptids could just be misidentified orangutans. I think this thing's a misidentified orangutan. All the renderings that I that I see of it. Orangutan-ish. Yep. Uh, its pups are born on February 29th. Pups. And always arrive in odd numbers. Interesting. They are blamed for the disappearance of people in the northern forests. When loggers died from branches falling on their heads, agro-pelters were blamed. <laughs> Another reference describes the creature as having the head of a gorilla. Or some other terrifying ape, but fully furred, and its body was like that of a stretched out starving bear. Wow. That definitely sounds like an orangutan. Yeah. yeah. They are also said to be completely black, save for its face, which had a spoken ash gray skull pattern consisting <laughs> with the black of the rest of the, contrasting with the black of the rest of the animal. Whoa. In one account, an agropelter kidnapped a pioneer surveyor and fed him raw fish until he escaped. <laughs> so at least it's like abducted him and then made sure he ate food. Yeah. I see. You're just giving him sushi. Yeah, right. Exactly. The rare Japanese agropelter. <laughs> it could be a hebegon. Interesting. Japanese Bigfoot. That's more yeah. ape than man. Yeah. That's it for this tipsy treat feller tale. I like this guy. Just throw sticks at people. It's like literally be... North American orangutan. Yeah. Yeah. That's just a squatch. Yeah, basically. A tree squatch. At least he feeds you. He doesn't just feed off your farts. <laughs> and <laughs> feed you shit in the top of a tree. As that soon as he is too. like throwing branches at people, I'm like, is this just a wingless tengu? <laughs> get clocked on the head. So let's get to today's featured creature which creature in is up for a feature in today we got the umibozu all right it's a japanese water yokai pour up don't take that alley bunch of yokai down there uh its name translates to sea monk nice <laughs> uh it's also a portmanteau J- japan loves doing that yep. gojira whale gorilla portmanteau of umi which means sea and bonsai which is a type of Buddhist monk. Uh, they're also called Umi Nyodo, uh, which is a kind of, they're studying to be a monk, but they don't I live see. at the monastery. They still live at home. Interesting. And Umi Hoshi, uh, a Dharma holder in Zen Buddhist ah. Buddhism. And their habitats are the seas and bays around Japan. So I like, I like this, uh, 
like a yokai monster that has like more Buddhist influence than like Shinto influence. Yeah. It's pretty weird. But neat nonetheless. So its true form is unknown. It's only seen from the shoulders up and appears to be roughly human shape with inky black skin and a pair of large round eyes. Uh, ranges in size from about a boat to unimaginable, where only its bulbous face is seen sticking out of the water. The diglet of the sea. <laughs> the water diglet, diglet of the sea. I trying to do whalers on the moon, but <laughs> wow, I couldn't think of what they wow. carry. <laughs> okay, like what's a diglet? Oh man, it certainly yeah. doesn't. We'll get back to harpoon. Its head is uh, smooth and round, like a monk's. Smooth and round. Usually it's surrounded by a bunch of water, too, so its true shape is even harder to see. I'm just remembering that the video we watched with, like, the John Wayne uh, uh, yokai thing is like, I'm an Oni, <laughs> Japanese <laughs> demon. I got my Kanabo. Check out the Kanabo. It's iron. Spite. That's what I call a club. That's <laughs> right. But I forgot. I'm of, just imagining, like, a I completely forgot about that. Oh, man. It's on Amazon. Just like all black, oily black, like X-Files, space ooze, but it's like Friar Tuck for some reason. <laughs> just like culturally not correct. It's like, yes, I'm Umibo. It looks like a Frangelico bottle. I'm Umibozu. <laughs> exactly. It's got to be voiced by like, um, oh my gosh. I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't I know. Who, bring back no one has. Dots. Yeah, no one has that kind of voice <laughs> anymore. Bring back Don Knotts. Who's the Wait, actor? So uh, <laughs> I just uh, live on the sea. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Oh, uh, right. Uh, <laughs> yep. I carry a harpoon. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not, not actually a whaler. Wait, he's Japanese. So yeah. why wouldn't you carry a harpoon <laughs> if you live in the sea? He's a researcher. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It, the original came upon it. <laughs> the researcher. So it always. Only appears in the ocean. Only in salt water. It's a saltwater cryptid. Interesting. So usually big, we get the old, uh, the, the, you know, half and half. They can live in either. Not this boy. I'm only expecting in the turf wars. It, it usually only appears on peaceful, calm waters. Wow. Worst of all waters. <laughs> and it terrified, like, I was reading how... Normally, that's the kind of water sailors are like, all right. But these the sailors in the bays or the Umibos who are excited are like, fuck, 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 it's fuck, so fuck. Calm. This I wish it was a storm. We need some rain. But uh, luckily, uh, when the Umibozu shows up, uh, winds pick up and like a storm instantly happens. Wow. So it has some slight weather control powers. Interesting. Omega level uh, cryptid here. <laughs> we should start rating them like that also. Oh my God. I immediately uh, yeah, you it. hate power ratings. I do. I think they ruin the fun. I don't think so. I just I think 90% of the fun comes from the gross inconsistency and the ability of an author to just like, you know, I'm just doing this. I'm just doing it. And uh the inconsistency is just made more apparent by power ratings. Isn't it more rewarding when you just like Deus Ex Machina or just yeah, when gamble you it? Take, like, oh my god, what are the odds? When you become your when you become a writer and you make your favorite fucking like B level mutant like B to Omega level. Oh, and you're like, yeah, take that. Uh, Morph fucked you up. Wow. 
Nope. Yeah. Take no. that storm. It just I feel like it would be too self indulgent. I mean, like, okay, if there's a good story behind it, you know, if you if you work something out, but it's not I don't know. This is not as I think it can be done reasonably well, and I think for the most part the rating is okay because, like, you know, Charles should be an Omega level mutant, but like Quentin Quire, <laughs> like the kid Omega, like he's a worse psychic than any of the Stepford Cuckoos, like by themselves, <laughs> which is saying something because they suck by themselves. And they're pretty mediocre, like, and as a hive mind, they just like explode his head, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, wait. Never mind. I know. Go ask. No, explode his head. That's uh. I mean, they don't like literally explode his head. But they, oh, there's okay. a whole thing where like he was like dating one of them, and like she died because he was like a violent extremist. All of a sudden, like the yeah. mutants were doing better than ever, and he was mad for some reason. <laughs> like tried to organize a takeover for the school. Yeah, it was real stupid. Okay. Second question: What's the lowest power level? I don't. I don't. Know. Um, beak. Okay, I'm See, Beak, and right, I can stomp Omega, an out- right. atmospheric beast to oblivion if they were real. So I want to put that out there. Yeah, Beak is an X-Man whose power is he has a beak in hollow bones. His power is he's a bird man. But can't fly. And his power, his, oh, like, right. that's, his real power is he's a chick magnet. <laughs> the ladies love him for some reason. And they love Beak. I don't know what it is. It's the hollow but... bones. And you know that, you know, he's never going to fly away. They can just toss his ass across the room. <laughs> Not like all the pigeons that I thought were my friends that I fed. Mm. He has like seven terrifying children. <laughs> like one is just like a normal human being. And the rest are some kind of amalgamation of like bird man and dragonfly woman. <laughs> it's uh, hilariously post M day. He's one of the few mutants to maintain his powers. Yeah. Like even when people stop being horrible monsters, he is still a horrible and like his children get normal. Him still Birdman. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. There's a, a semi recent, and I say that probably within the last two years, uh, story run uh, X Men versus the uh, Inhumans. Mm-hmm. And if I'm remembering this arc correctly, I'm probably not. But like the Stepford Cuckoos are trying to keep, I think Karnak like in a mind prison. <laughs> Because Karnak and Black Bolt are like the two biggest threats to the X-Men. That sounds about right. Yeah, it takes uh, the, the whole story is mutants died when they're exposed to Terrigen gas. Yep. And there's a cloud of it going through cities, turning people into inhumans because yep. their moon city was exploded. And their population was decimated. Yeah. So they're like trying to repopulate. They, they didn't even release the cloud on purpose. It just happened. <clears throat> and like. So they're trying to kill the Inhumans or some shit? Well, that, if I recall correctly, that's like the conflict is like Cyclops is like, well, this like totally murders us. And we just got like M-Dade fairly recently. So there's like none of us. And yeah. they're like, well, yeah, but like our moon planet got exploded. And there's, and there's like, like none, none of, of us. <laughs> it's like this whole kind of like really stupid conflict that yeah, can be solved. So making more Inhumans, but killing people that might be mutants. Because like couldn't Storm just like you blow know, it away? Blow that, 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 that's yeah, part of the whole. Yeah. yeah. It was a weird story, not Jean very Grey great. Telekinesis it and stuff. I this is this is still part where they had the young and old, like they had the nineteen sixties X Men. Yeah, yeah, that came from the past and in I, their time machine. I still think that Jean, Jean Grey Jean made Bobby gay because she just like said to him like Bobby, you're gay, and he's like, what? Like, and then oh, like, he's so. been canonically gay since then, which is fine. But, but I think Jean Grey did it to him. She got to the 20th she, century and she was like, I need a gay BFF. And then like, oh, Iceman. 
She said, who is the hottest guy here? The Ice coldest man. guy here. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> that Omega level mutant Iceman. I need him as my sidekick. So where the fuck were we? Uh, is Hydro Man from Spider-Man, is he a is he a Umibozu? No. <laughs> okay, I like No, I I've like seen that. him appear in Freshwater. Like, I've seen him produce Freshwater. God, I hate Hydro Man. I love that it's Those like, are the worst we... episodes of the 90s cartoon cuz he didn't appear before and it makes like it makes it seem like we missed a five episode arc where him and, and Mary like, Jane. Oh no. Are... It's Hydro Man again. Like again, what? <laughs> Let me go back. It's like season 5. Where the fuck were you? But he's like just reskinned Sandman. Yeah. Like he's just hair. Sandman but water. Yeah. Like it's it's Fair really he has black shirt instead of striped shirt and So Umibozu. <laughs> yeah, so Storms come, Omega level. It will. It always appears. I already read that part in the ocean. Uh, when they, I read that part. Oh, I oh other than its name, it has no connection to any religion. Okay, all right. Then. Yeah. Until we get to a theory. A game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so lucky! I don't have anything throwable. Like dodge stuff over here. They use the power of physics and math to out dodge you, though. And also, oh. maybe everyone is Ness. <laughs> What's the thing where it's like, good guy? What if they're a bad guy? But that's just a theory. I'm a Garrett theory. <laughs> so, what's the Garrett theory today? Oh, so, um, all of its attacks are random, it only attacks sailors that are insulting it. So they're not. Random. I mean, it's random because it, if there's sailors insulting it on a boat and it's not around, it's not going to get attacked. I see. So you never know when you're about to be attacked. I feel like that's an old proverb. Don't talk shit. No <laughs> talk shit. Yeah. Get hit with a category five hurricane <laughs> from Umibozu. Yeah. The big UB. So, what so if that's was- what caused Hurricane Sandy was just the, you know, the East Coast, West Coast beef never really ended. And <laughs> was like, I got to step in to solve this. Hold on. Um, not funny joke. Sorry, Hurricane Sandy victims. If they're, I mean, it's just brevity. I mean, we feel for you. But, if yeah. they are angered, it demands a barrel from the crew. It'll use this barrel as a scoop to feel like to sink the boat and drown the Wait, so if it's angry, it's like, give me this. Give thing me a barrel. You. Give me your gun. Like, okay. It's like scooping water. But they're not very smart. Okay. You can give them a barrel that doesn't have a bottom and they'll just keep scooping forever. And then you can get away. Nice. So they're kind of stupid. Okay. I, I think like if you don't give it a barrel, though, it'll just smash your boat. Why wouldn't it just lead with that? Because it's more. I'm going to kill you with your own yeah, barrel. It's more like, fuck you. This Talk is shit. man's hubris. Give me your barrel. Your puny human tools can't save you now. They'll be your undoing. You thought you could contain things and things? One day they'll make a barrel so big it'll... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here's some theories. Well, there's a there's another story that I remember. Uh-huh. The, but I, I mean, I'm gonna scramble it. But you know, he does respect the brutality of life because you're not. I guess some guy was sailing in New Year's Day, and he's like, "What are you doing? This is the holiest day of days." He's like, no, like I have a wife and kids to feed. They'll die if I don't work. It's like, oh man, yeah, <laughs> it's the fish, bro. All right, that's the Billy way. Joel song down Easter Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. So he cut out the whole verse about Umipozu, though. So the first theory well, he is... he's afraid he's going to talk shit and get barreled. Yeah, that they, makes sense. Actually. They are the spirits of drowned priests that were cast into the sea by angry villagers. Well, I completely believe that one. Wait a minute. So you mean that guy that I threw in the ocean is going to come get me? I mean, if he well, was if a he, priest. If yeah. I mean, what else would he be? I want to see a Catholic. Catholic Umibozu is just the sea bishop. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> I got, I got nothing to be monk. terrified of. So yeah. I, I still have string the priest. No, it's not sea monk. That's a real fish. Sea bishop. No, that's, right. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sea pope. Okay. So Wait, no, it's the monk them. fish is the fish. Yeah. Okay. There, uh, a large sea monster is another theory. Okay. I like that way better than vengeful. Holy men. Me too. I'm a little, a little worried now. <laughs> it's like just a black Ningen. It's a tiny little white collar piece. Sorry, I'm looking up one of the other theories for it. Don Knotts. <laughs> In a role that will inspire you. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I should really... Messing with these barrels, uh, I think it's just easier if we all uh, just uh, sail along out of here. I'm just imagining like one of uh, you know a, a turn of the century uh, style uh, like movie, like Don Knotts is. <laughs> it's like a Hong Kong comedy or something. Like somehow we got Don Knotts. I don't know what he was doing. Just like is the sea monk. <laughs> uh, so um, one of the theories is that they are a type of fune yure, which is a. Uh, it literally translates to boat spirit. Okay. Uh, Yure are ghosts, and uh, they their type of vengeful sea ghost is so ghost ship. The movie Ghost Shark. <laughs> I can't wait to watch that movie. By the way, me neither. We were watching the refrigerator movie or Ghost Ghost Shark. Shark. Okay. Okay. okay, refrigerator is just on the list, and we, oh. we watched that trailer for fun. Yeah. Well, I still am excited for their pop culture. Pop culture. Uh, there's a villain in Kaku Ranger. That's a Numibozu. Yeah. And in the American version in Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers, it is Hydro Hog. Makes sense. Which apparently is a fan favorite villain. Re- you know, every time because I'm hear- a fan, not a favorite. <laughs> every time I hear Hydro Hog, I just think Pudgy Pig, which is even weird because like Pudgy Pig is like a season one villain. Yeah. Um, we like beat it by feeding it spicy food, so like throws <laughs> up all their stuff. <laughs> But uh, that's always what I think. And I'm just like, that's not the, that's not the thing. People like this thing. <laughs> uh, it's a boss in Neo, yep. as we covered earlier. That was a relatively very easy boss fight. Yep. Unless you're me. <laughs> Unless you're shy. I had problems with the vampire girl in the beginning. Yeah. A lot of problems. It, that, that game is very, very polar. Because, like, literally once you get Sloth Talisman, just every, almost everything in the game yeah. becomes Salute. Yeah. Like... Yep. I I was just built for sword hitting hard, but I expect into just enough to get sloth talisman. Yeah, once I saw it, I was like, okay, what do I have to do to get magic? Because I just disregarded magic up to that point. Yeah, I was like, give me bombs. I want. Maybe I'll replay it with magic as my main stat. See how it's like being a magician. I really want to try Sekiro and see if I like it better because I just, as I've said before, I want I want to get it too. My very unpopular opinion. Uh, I just I don't like the combat system for. I can understand. Yeah, but Sekiro is at least actually from software. Well, yeah, because that's I, I I like the setting and I want the more simple hack and slash combat. Yeah, and I can appreciate that you know. So does that mean you're not going to get Neo two? I'm sure I will. 
I just don't really like. I it need much. someone to play with. I mean, I'll give it. A, I'll give it a fair shake. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I just the combat system's too complicated. I don't even uh, want to say it's too complicated for me. I just I thought it was. It wasn't fun for me. It's on record. It's too complicated. Next pop wow. culture. It's complicated. Wow. Uh, a movie by one of my favorite directors, and my top two favorite directors. Really. Uh, 2005 movie by Takashi Miike. The Great Yokai War. Isn't it Takashi Miike? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Fuck you. It's <laughs> all on record here. You heard it here first. Uh, they're in Yokai Watch because, uh, of course. And uh, I'm pretty sure there's a Zelda boss that's a uh, sort of Umi Uzu. They're in. There's an anime called uh, Mononoke. Not not Princess. Just a, it's an anthology story thing. I see. That there's one of its the Umi Uzu story is told in one of its like arcs. Interesting. There's an anime called Thirty Thousand Leagues in Search of Mother. Uh, episode 17, the party for Equator, uh, has like, I'm just reading from the fucking wiki. Umi Bozu is a sub boss in the arcade video game, the ocean hunter. Well, I've never played that, but I want to try it. Umi Bozu appears as a giant octopus that can become invisible. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, in one piece, there's a character who gets called Umi Bozu because he looks like a monk, but, and lives underwater and is a giant. There's a there's a lot of things that are just people being called Umibozu because they're big, strong boys. Interesting. Oh, fuck, dude. Uh, there's a great manga and anime called... Um, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> oh, I forgot. Uh, there's a whole... I can't remember. The, this is one I'm not... Uh, they're called uh, Ginga. It's about dogs killing each other. Whoa. <laughs> like dogs fighting okay you know flanders and one of them is like one like the first season is about it's like jojo where it follows a family (laughs) but a family of dogs the first fan the first one like kills a bear that was terrorizing his mountain village it pointed towards me i don't have a picture of (laughs) uh you probably have i've played that fucking theme song a theme song is rocking (laughs) at any rate (gasps) Wow, and what's, one the, of the what's this called? A... Uh, Ginga is one of them. Uh, one of the, the the one with his kid is called Weed. All right, because his son's name was Weed. I see. Four twenty a. There's a big buff dog in it called Umibozu. That's. I see. Yeah, uh, the manga the Ginga of them all. Ginga Nabaraboshi Gin depicts the strongest dog of Japan, Benny Sakura, whose name is Umibozu due to the champion's loss of both his ears, therefore resembling the sea monster. Whoa. Yeah, fucking the dog fighting anime is real good. Wow. Uh, there's a Jeff, there's a self-defense force in Ghost in the Shell standalone complex who's like one of their units is named Umibozu. The Water Wraith and Plasma Wraith in Pikmin 2 and 3 are both called Ame Bozu in Japan and have a liquid translucent form they can be. So they're I could see that. That makes sense. Yo. Because of course. Don Knotts. <laughs> the original. <laughs> oh shit. Do you remember a monster in my pocket? Yes. There's an Umi Bozu, one of them. I see. And that's it for the Umi Bozu. Wow. So I'll have written down. So here's the question. Yeah. Can it kill a hippo? <laughs> Sorry, can it beat a hippo? No, kill. Gosh, it's kill. Total kill. Because <laughs> if you put it at beat, I'm sure they can beat a hippo at something. Whatever. <laughs> That's boring. Can it kill a hippo? Beat a hippo yes. Life. Yes, it can. To death. And hippos can only hold their breath for five minutes. 
Wow, really? Yeah. I would have thought Also longer. salt water. It's going to be rough on it. No, there's some hippos that live uh, near salt water. Won't be rough on its already sensitive skin. No, their skin is two feet, or two feet, two Whoa. inches thick. But it's super sensitive to sun. Like, you know, I just yeah, thought they get dry to skin. Sun. But the salt won't dry them up. No, there, there are hippos that live, like, in a delt, like inlets, and some just live on the beach. All right. Well, good wow, for them. beach hippo. Beach-style hippos. And terrifying. <laughs> I just imagine you get, like, a like a Hawaiian shirt and a lay, you know, it's a big old huge, impossibly big sunglasses. And impossibly big... Uh, coconut drink well exactly just like hey, what's up so i think yes definitely it can definitely kill a hippo by just drowning it yeah it's also a giant and can just smush it one was like a giant water thing so i don't know yeah but it has a humanoid like body inside oh, okay the giants that just like allegedly yeah well yeah potentially i don't think there's much a hippo could do to it just drink it live in it like it become an invasive species within it no, it's a it's a symbiote, man. It's a helpful parasite. Wow. You know, when a hippo just lay down and becomes subservient, and because knows, like, I'm gonna die. The hippo's not dumb enough to know, hey, dude, you're filling a bucket that can't be filled. Just let me loose on that ship. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Useful. So I think it can kill a hippo. The big old hippo's just like, oh, I got like some like bull sharks in my pits. Go get them, hippo. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. No problem. But it's, you know, Don not Seymour's. Oh, yeah, I want the bull shark. And- I want the hippo voiced by, uh, oh, God. Well, there's a great uncredited iced tea talking horse movie. So maybe, maybe that would work. Like I just want more of that. Like iced tea is the voice of the horse. Do you? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's called what? like, uh, oh, God. Do you see my Slytherin notebook around here anywhere? No. Yeah, who should be an uncredited hippo? Shit. I might have left. Well, I like the idea of iced tea. I like that idea. Oh, the cool mule. It's like Henry and the cool mule or something. That oh is fantastic. <laughs> I thought it was going to be those movies where like the title is a question. You know, like got horse or something. Yeah. I don't know. No, that's, no, that's not a good example, but yes. It would be if it was about a horse. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, everything would be if it was about a horse. like, Henry was having the worst day of his life. Uh, well, times. why the long face? I got metal smashed to my feet. <laughs> then he met the cool horse. <laughs> right. He's like, play. hey, kid, you got to get yourself some confidence. You guys keep talking while I go look for my book. Well, wow. yeah, it's like so. a montage of uh, it's like a montage of Henry's parents just not paying attention to him somehow. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you know, he wins the softball tournament. Because there's a double overtime round that turns into a game of horse, and then uh oh, makes sense. Here he comes. Well, it'd have to be like a basketball thing, right? Where he's like, they like he doesn't he doesn't win, but he's like, hey, I'll tell you what, like it ends in a draw. <laughs> it's like I'll play like the enemy team captain in a game of horse, and then he does and he wins. Or we can go Garrett's favorite route, which is there's no rule that says the cool mule can't play basketball. <laughs> yeah, no rule. Well, this is this is for our unrelated sequel. God horse. Has okay, Kevin James been I a talking animal yet? He hangs I, out with uh, talking animals. I'm sure. I'm sure he has been. I'm sure he was in one of the Doctor Doolittle like remake movies. Oh yeah, he would have to. That makes though. way more sense. He was that zookeeper or whatever. But I could see Kevin James doing that. Be fun. I think he's Honestly, what I want to see Kevin James Mall do top. is just like legit make Flesh Mall a movie, <laughs> just like a fake trailer for Flesh Mall. Yeah. 
Honestly, I just want to do it myself. I'm going to edit, re-edit the trailer for Mall Cop and just make Flesh Mall. Flesh yeah. Mall. <laughs> do, a, do a really bad voiceover for it. Which other cryptids could kill? Yep. Uh, or be, or kill be killed. Battle Royale. Hippo mode. This whole time I was just thinking that like if we had like 40 Umibosis, they could form like UB40. Sing <laughs> <laughs> red wine. You wanted it, you got it. Numbers, numbers, numbers. Garrett's counting all the numbers. One through 500. Let's go. What? One. Two. Two. Bonus round. K5. There you go. <laughs> Use that on all your tests. All right. So the answer is always We got eight K-5. more to see if they can kill a hippo. Okay. And then we're done. We're all caught up. Rapid fire at me. Okay. I was going to read them one at a time and have a discussion on each one, but I'll just read them all to you. Wow, no, it's okay. Let's let's do them one at a time. We can do both. Organism, 46, beers. Kill, yes, kill. Kill a hippo. I'll fucking murder a hippo. Kill a hippo. Yadagarasu. Kill a hippo. No. No. Wait, how big is this? Well, well it's again. a four foot tall crow. Oh, yeah. Okay, no, no, no. Yeah, okay, too big. Nope, kill. I was thinking 40 foot. Vegetable man. Nope. Kill. I don't think his... Uh, Fingies can get deep enough. I don't I, think they're two more than two f- inches thick. I mean, well, okay, hold on. But we don't know he how does destruct- have hypnotic powers. Hippo don't care. Well, if he can get in the hippo, I think it's over. <laughs> he <laughs> like, is also made of the hippo's food source. Yeah, but like, can he what, just reconstitute anything? form? We don't know yet. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say kill a hippo. Um, go no. Hard I also, kill. Also, tragically, I got to say no. Hard kill. Sticking with it. Telepathic football. Nope. It's going to get ruined. Yeah, it's... it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> please don't eat me. <laughs> and just go. Just go. Walk. Don't look at me. Don't. Just leave, please. Just I don't want leave, to die. Like, I don't speak English. Mean Gen. Nope. Really? I think a Mean Gen could kill a hippo. But they're so placid. They're also giant. I guess that's true. I feel like a hippo would just eat it. Hippo swarm... Killed. No swarm. Kill. All right. Yep. I, you know, I agree, actually. I like how Alan's still in rapid fire mode. Always. Colossal Claude. Here's kill. where we get to. When I, back in the one where we were talking about uh, the Dobarchu mm-hmm. maturing into a Nessie. Yes. Its neck is just all vulnerable point. Yeah. Yeah. I think a hippo will fucking kill a plesiosaur. Yeah. You lose that otter okay. feralness. Maybe because it'll it'll get a big chunk taken out of it. Like if they're both in like an eight foot pool and like they're fighting to the death. Yes, I agree. It's going to get a big chunk bitten out of it. But those fucking tusks on a hippo will fucking destroy that throat. I just think in like if they encounter each other like naturally somehow like a pleasing sword just leave and die if a hippo couldn't follow it. Yeah, they're not very good swimmers. Fresno Nightcrawler. Nope. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It pains me. Yeah, killed. (laughs) What about the. Carmel area creature. I don't remember which one that one is. It was the uh, Fresno Nightcrawler That's bonus right. creature where it's just a gazelle, like yeah. an antelope standing on two legs. <laughs> Double kill. Literally just a tall antelope. It'd get ruined. So new. Atmospheric jellyfish. If, if they are venomous like regular jellyfish, yes. Draw. Both die. <laughs> so we have a... A Velociraptor Protoceratops situation. Yes. Yeah. Just forever embattled. 
and that is all caught up. Wow. We have no more backlog of can it kill a hippo. We figured it out. We answered the question. Now, could we kill a hippo? Like no. collectively, like 3v1? Yes. Well, yeah, with our superior brain power. No way. We need to plan. Well, we just have sticks. We're like, I mean, hypothetically, it's just like randomly like, oh, no, hippo attack. Can we agro-pelter kill a hippo? Yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because hippos can't climb trees. Yeah, we're just lobbing bricks at its dome. Yeah, but they can knock over a tree. Well, I mean, if we, we got to all mean, like get like 10 in there. 1,500 pounds comes charging at a tree at 30 miles an hour. You jump to the next tree. Well, I mean, like, okay, like I said. You can only take maybe, down so many trees. It depends on what the root system looks like. I mean, also, at that point, the hippo's doing damage to itself. I mean, yeah, yeah but. That's why you just got to keep leaping. Also, I've, I, I, yeah, Shefton's right. We should use our superior brains. I'll disguise myself as a tiny bird eating stuff off its back and then blammo. <laughs> like out of its mouth and then just, like, yeah, you know, yeah, just right into the roof of the mouth. Just shove a bunch of mercury down it. It will tear up its insides. <laughs> it's going to break like 30 thermometers in its mouth. Oh, man. <laughs> Jesus. That's, that's quite superior a your brain. I don't know why. Guys. I just had a horrifying vision flash in my mind. Really? That of a... Hippo just where its entire body is pinhead's head, like just like the, the grid with the pins in it. Okay. And the hippo is like, there's a fine line between pleasure and pain. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's just salivating mercury for yeah. some reason. Just liquid metal oozing out. Congratulations, of Alan. You turned the hippo into a cenobite. Shit. <laughs> but would this it be always happens. Would it be all white? Yes. See, because I feel like the 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 fleshy, you know, like it's just musculature hippo would be much more horrifying than yeah, but hippo. that is significantly smaller. Because I mean, like just, I said, a hippo skin is two inches thick. Well, you could just cheat and just like make it the same size. Like it's also, got an extra layer of muscle on the outside. For some oh reason. God, They're, they all are just super vulnerable to the sun. So what if you just get a bunch of magnifying glass and just not that flesh vulnerable off? to the sun? Hold they on, se- right? they secrete is, a sunblock. Yeah, but I. How do they get like really, really dry and horrible? Yeah, but that's like they deal with it. It's still two layers of they skin. They deal with two it. inches of skin. I'm going to go. It doesn't penetrate him that badly. Look, look, I still think I can go to the, like, Shefton put this in my brain. I could go to the 99 cent store and eventually whittle it down with broken thermometers <laughs> and magnifying glasses. Are For hippos? 80 bucks, I can waste a hippo <laughs> at the 99 cent okay. store. What's the a plug a hippo? <laughs> plug emendations. <laughs> okay, I have one question though. Mm-hmm. Are hippos the original vampires? I mean, they got the fangs. No, they're weak to I the think sun. so. They're not weak to the sun. Yes, they are. <laughs> the sun can't do shit to them. <laughs> they got them. Why nothing. are they always in the water and covering themselves in mud? Sounds because like a coward. They move to wear. Me. They weigh. A thousand and five hundred pounds of <laughs> vulnerable like, sun flesh. Of <laughs> plug emendations. I'm gonna plug our friend of the sun, uh, <laughs> the day no, star. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not plugging that. I'm gonna plug the one thing I remember to plug, which is Kiwami Japan. It's that guy on YouTube that makes knives out of things. <laughs> was that exactly? Was he the one that made the knife out of the dried fish? Probably. All, All right. right. He, he made a knife out of bismuth and then melted it back down because it was too spiky. It made me upset. <laughs> he spent so much time crafting a very beautiful knife that was also tremendously sharp. And then That's what you want down. in a knife. 
Well, you're right. Tremendous. Tremendously sharp. Yep. Cut through other knives. Not really, but I wish. Who else is plugging something? What's what else is getting plugged? I'm trying to think if I should what I should plug because I haven't done anything in the past three weeks. I know the feeling. I don't know if I've plugged Elmay Cry Five in one of these. I don't remember anything. No, I don't think we've recorded since uh, DMC Five came out. That checks out. Uh, I will instead plug. I watched uh, Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix. It was pretty good. There's a bunch of uh, that. Depending on your uh, watch history, the algorithm puts the episodes in a different order for you. There are some real good ones. I think the one they showed me first was the one I liked the least. Weird. Because usually the uh, Netflix thing is spot on for what I like. Well, you're saying you like the middle ones. I think they're trying to just lead you up a little bell curve of satisfaction. So yeah, I I think they'd want to end with the best ones. Start with some ones you'd like. Put all the junk in the middle. Because by the time you get to the middle, you're like, well, I'm already invested. And then like end with a good one. So you're like, man, that whole thing was real good because your mind is tainted with the last good one. Primacy, they call it. Yeah. I mean, it's a weird platform because like you don't like they've already got you essentially like if you pay for one month. So it just doesn't matter. Like they don't have to keep you there. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like repeat business is good. Well, it's for word of mouth. So, hey, man, this is good. You should check it out. And then they do. But I mean, it's not like YouTube where like you want to keep people watching as long as possible for each thing. Like you just dump everything up there and it's like whatever. Like they pay for a month, they pay for a month. You have kind of like a weird middle ground where like you can incentivize maybe a lot of people to get just for like a month to watch something that's new instead of like having to try to get people to, to sit on it for months to get a product out. Yeah. I don't know. Alan? Uh, unrelated to anything hippos, unless, you know, it's always related with him. But yeah, the the late, so late great Scott Walker, most unparalleled path probably in popular music ever made, passed away. Looking at all of those. Something for everyone, even hippos. Even hippos. Even hippos. Now that he, yeah, he's. He's a Scott Walker. Oh, yeah. Made music for hippos. I'm sure there's something in there for a hippo. All right. I'll take your word for it. I mean, he has a whole lot when he just punches meat. I mean, like, <laughs> that's pretty hippo-like. Weird. I mean, he's just punching punches. a hippo. <laughs> I guess a hippo could identify with that. She's like, yes, this is what it sounds like when I get slapped. <laughs> let's, uh, let's wrap this up. You can uh, follow us on Twitter, at Feecree, F-E-A-C-R-E. We have an Instagram that's Featured Creatures. Our Patreon, patreon.com. Uh, I think it's... Yeah, uh, patreon.com slash featured creatures. You can vote on future episodes. Today, uh, the day of recording, I'll add the diploma to the <laughs> to the to the list of rewards. Yep, because I finally finished it. Excellent. I just have to go to FedEx Kinkos to print some up. Excellent. Oh, man. I don't... I'm trying to... Fi- <laughs> Our email. That's the thing I'm forgetting. I think I thought you plugged that first. No, that no. I did Twitter first. Okay. Uh, oh, send yeah. us questions... Comments, Stories, complaints. whatever you want. Featured creature pod at gmail.com. Featured creature pod at gmail.com. At gmail. At gmail. <laughs> and remember. Oh, you want to say it? it no, 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 no. By all means. Oh, okay. All right. All you have to do to be a cryptozoologist is say you're a cryptozoologist. Patronizing golf.